Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Udo's Choice, made with your health in mind. Health is your birthright and natural state. For more information on our award-winning supplements, go to udoschoice.com. It was so amazing to hear, to listen to what you said, and there's even more to come right now. So it's often been said that human beings are born without any instruction manual. You told us already that we enter the world only with our belly button and with our breath, <laughs> of course. So we are required to figure things out as we go along. And that being said, I think we just found the next big thing, the Papagei, der alles wusste und nichts konnte, splitting the error understanding the business of life the newly published book of stories commentaries and talks of this renowned ambassador of peace and now we are having the honor to listen to one of these beautiful stories directly out from the book directly from the author yes <clears throat> So this, this is, just don't be confused, this is really the same thing, but it was published uh, for English under a separate title, and this is much more how the Japanese version also was put out. So this is a, a very simple story, really, but it has a profound implication because what the story really tries to address is whatever we practice, we get good at it. And when I used to tell the story, I always asked my audience, so what do you practice? What are you good at? 
Are you get are you really good at getting upset? How long does it take you to get upset? So if it takes you just a few seconds to get upset, that must you that means this is what you practice and you're good at it. Uh, so you know how long does it take you to actually be kind to those people who you should be kind to, like your family? Because that's one thing we don't practice. We are willing to say good morning to a total stranger who we don't know, and the chances of us meeting the same stranger again are extremely remote. But we have no problem looking at them and saying good morning with a smile. But in our family, to our own child, we might be saying, what do you want? You're getting late. Go to school. You can't stay home. So why is it? Why is it? that this happens, that we are not looking at our family and giving the respect to our family that we need to give, but we are completely willing to take a complete stranger and give them all the respect that they don't deserve. So it's a good question. Is it because we are looking for approval from the stranger, but we know we won't get it from our family? <laughs> Yes, we are already predisposed. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's just, that's, that's just a little joke. But, um, but how much does it mean to us when we do get that approval from our family? When somebody in your family, whether it is your child, says, Mom, that was really good meal. I mean, how much does that mean to you? It means a lot. You know, and, and if, if, if a brother was to say, to the sister, I really love you. You know, of course, the conversation will go on. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> but eventually, these, these things will also change, where it's like, oh, thank you, you know, uh, I love you too. And, 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 and then, then the communication can be normal. Then the family can be that anchor that it needs to be. And so, how Ever we live our lives, uh, whatever we practice the most, we get good at it. So if we, if we, if we, you know, uh, are all day long trying to be upset and every this is what we are practicing, we get good at it. And this is the way the story goes. It's it's, it's called the Archer and the Oil Salesman. In times gone by, some people used to make their living going from one village to another earning a meager amount of, from trading or performing for the public. One such person was an archer. From a young age, he had practiced archery and had become good at it. He would travel and perform at fairs for groups of villagers for whom any kind of entertainment was a welcome diversion. The archer would set up a small target, then proceed to exhibit his mastery with the bow and arrow, splitting the arrows already embedded in the center of the target. The villagers found all this display very entertaining. 
The gathered people would applaud and encourage him to perform more of his seemingly impossible feats. This went on month after month, year after year. Not only did the archer earn quite a reputation for being capable marksman, but he also began to develop an inflated opinion of himself. That is to say the least. Then one day, while exhibiting his skills at a local fair, something unexpected happened. A huge crowd had gathered to watch the archer showing off his skills. The crowd applauded and cheered him. But as the applause faded, he heard a faint voice from the back of the crowd saying, Ah, it's only a matter of practice. Some fool making comments, he thought to himself, as he refused, refocused for another shot, which was followed by cheers and applause, and by the same irritating comment, Ah, it's only a matter of practice. Again, he refocused and continued to impress his audience. However, thoroughly agitated, he ended his show early and went looking for the man who had been making these infuriating comments. At the back of the crowd, he noticed an oil salesman sitting next to his two barrels of oil and a bunch of empty bottles. Hey, you! Are you the one who keeps saying it's just a matter of practice? The archer demanded. Yes, that was me, answered the salesman. What do you mean it's only a matter of practice? Don't you know I'm the best? There is no one better than me. There is no one else with the same skills as me. Don't be angry, said the salesman. Because you practice, you have become good. If you hadn't practiced, you would not be as good. If it was only a matter of practice, then anyone could do this. But it's me who has these abilities, the archer countered. Let me show you something, the humble salesman said, as he pulled out a coin from his pocket. It was a coin with a hole in the center. He put the coin on top of the empty bottle, picked up the bulky barrel of oil, and began to pour it through the hole in the coin straight into the bottle without spilling a drop. He turned to the archer and said, Now, you try this. <laughs> the archer then realized that it indeed was a matter of practice, but there was no hope of him being able to do it likewise. He looked at the salesman with an apologetic expression. Dear archer, said the salesman, you practice archery every day, and you're good at it. I practice pouring oil every day, and I am good at it. It's truly a matter of practice. Thank you.
Beautiful, right? So heartwarming. And why have you chosen this story? Because I think it really is a matter of practice. A lot of times we feel that, you know, one of the biggest problems that we have is, as human beings, when somebody says to us, you should change, we have a reaction to it. We don't want to change. We have an allergy towards change. We discuss change and we say, oh yeah, change is good, change is good. But we don't understand change. When it comes to us, we don't want to change. We don't realize that we're changing all the time. And change doesn't have to be negative. Change can be positive. Because all it really is, is what are you practicing every single day? What are you doing? Are you giving the noise more value? Are you letting the noise rise? Are you looking at the resources that you have inside of you? Are you looking at the resources of kindness that you have inside of you? Because look, there's no question about it. How far is darkness away from light? When you turn on a light in a room, how long does it take for the darkness to go away? When you turn off the light in the room, how long does it take for the darkness to reappear? As though it was just right there. You have anger inside of you. But you also have kindness inside of you. How far is kindness away from anger? It's the other side of the coin. Darkness on one side, light on one side. Anger on one side, compassion on the other side. Clarity on one side, doubt on the other side. And you know what? Wherever you go, I'm sure you have a bathroom which has a lock. So you can go in the bathroom, you lock the door, and now you're private, right? Nobody can come in. Guess there's a bunch of people came in. <laughs> when you entered that bathroom, a bunch of people came in. An angry you came in. A kind you came in. Because these qualities, you, they go with you wherever you go. Generosity is never far from greed. Fear is never far from courage. And courage is never far. From fear. Wherever you go, whatever you do, these traits you take with you. What do you practice? You practice fear. Start practicing courage. It's just the other side of the coin. And your life will change beautifully. 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 
That's why it is important to know what you practice the most, you get good at it. That's why I chose that story. I like that story a lot. <laughs> I agree. I also like it pretty much. And for telling the truth, I'm pretty interested in books about happiness, about, I don't know, reconstruct my life. And there are so many instruction manuals on the market. But your book is different in so many ways because it does, you know, you know it makes no attempts to reduce the profundity of life uh, into lists of what to do and what not to do, the book evokes rather than uh, prescribes. Is this or might this be the brilliance of your stories? Well, let me, let me, let me tell you what my basic foundation of everything that I say when I speak to people, whether it's through books, whether through live audience, whatever. I, when I look at you, anybody, even when I go in prisons and I look at all these inmates, people come to me who are in the last leg of their life. I meet with a huge cross-section of people. And I don't look at a person and say, you are missing something. Let me complete it for you. Big difference. My premise is, you have everything you need. Darkness is in you. Light is in you. Joy is in you. Sadness is in you. And even when you are sad, the joy is still in you. You see, it doesn't come from anywhere else. Joy comes from within you. Sadness comes from within you. Joy comes from within And because that is my premise. I don't have to come up with formulas. All I need to do is give you a mirror. Beautiful. That's all. And that's what that's I do. All. I give you a mirror instead right? of a formula. <laughs> Formulas don't work. Let's face it. People try it. You know, okay, make a checklist and make a this list and make a that list. You know, as a pilot, we have to follow checklists. And once in a while, you forget the bloody checklist, but there is no checklist to follow the checklist. <laughs> and all those accidents you see where the airplane has landed without the gear, you know, down, is because of that. The person forgot the checklist, but there is no checklist to tell you, read the checklist. That's something you have to just know. And this is, these are the dynamics, you know, and, and, and people want, people want pe what people want from me is this. 
Tell me step one, step two, step three. <laughs> Hearts. This is what people want. Give me the formula. Give me one. Give me two. Give me three. I say to people. People come to me sometimes when they're sick. I'm sick. You know. I'm going. Please tell me how I can find the joy inside of me. And then I'm just like, but well, wait, wait, just, 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 just. Why are you telling me this? Who told you this? The doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like doctors? <laughs> I have a lot of doctors who are my friends. It's not that I don't like doctors. <laughs> Just kidding. I like doctors very much, but there is a doctor I really like, and that doctor is in me, oh, and it's doctor number one. Yeah. This doctor that nature has already created inside of me carries an entire laboratory inside, and is checking me for problems 24/7. Every single blood cell is being diagnosed. Are you okay? Are you okay? Or should you self-destruct? <laughs> This doctor we have stopped listening to. And the medical doctor has to work with this inner doctor that you have to cure you. This is great, and this is also part of uh, perhaps of one of your sentences that you have in the book. There you write one question: Do you know who you are? This is what you're asking the reader, and. At first glance, it seems to be a strange question, right? Is it? Is it? Everyone knows. The issue is, do you know the answer? <laughs> it, it's, it's not. A, it's, a, it's, it's not the issue of you know. It's like it's like this this this, this joke, and the joke goes: This guy said to this man, he says, "Okay, uh, tell me." There is a train going at uh, 65 kilometers an hour. There's three people in the compartment. What is my brother's age? Huh. <laughs> so he asked the first guy. He didn't know. So you're out. Second guy is, you know. But I cannot tell, you know, what is that one got to do with the other? You're out. And the third guy goes 25. <laughs> the man is like, "You're right. My brother is 25 years. But how did you figure that out?" He says, "Well, I have a brother who is 50, you know, and he is completely crazy." So I figure you are only half crazy. So you're 25. Uh, perfect. <laughs> okay. But the answer is, you know, the question is, do you know yourself? That's not the point. Do you know the answer? 
Because if you don't know the answer, then that question is incredibly valid. If you know the answer, then that question is still valid because then you know how important that question is. So logically looking at it, do you know who you are? And not your name, because you were alive. There was a point you were alive and you were breathing, you were in this world, but you hadn't been named yet. So, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So, let's figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> what we try, what we tried in advance, is we collected your questions. Now I would like to ask you questions, a question from the audience. Yes. So, in this modern world, many people often feel lost and overwhelmed by everything that is going on around them. How is it possible to truly know who you are with all these external noise? But this external noise has been going on all the time. This story that is the Eliot and the Odyssey put together bigger than that. That's what this is all about. It's about the noise. It's about not understanding who you are. And once you start to understand who you are, that you are not the sum of what the world has told you. When you feel success from within you, not by somebody else's definition. Because there is, this is the issue. You make paintings and you hate your paintings. I do. No, but, but the point is, <laughs> but, I can't paint. But, but somebody comes to you and praises, praises your painting and says, you're the best painter. Are you the best painter? You are going to be that best painter the day you can look at it and say, not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. A boy and a girl meet. They're right age, boy and a girl meet, and the parents say, you are in love. You both are in love. Are you? You see, nobody can come and tell you you are in love if you are not in love, and somebody cannot come and tell you you are not in love when you feel the love. You know that. Nobody can come and tell you. Now your hunger is gone. <laughs> Nobody can come and tell you you're not hungry. Nobody can come and tell you now you are hungry. Nobody can come and tell you, now you are sleepy. Nobody can tell you, now you're not sleepy. Am I right? If that is the case, 
then when it comes to success, why is the world telling you what success is? How come you're not telling what the success is? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And there are happening so many, so many things that we could not even imagine if we take a look into the world. There's this historic event which happened a short while ago between North and South Korea. So what is your perspective on this? Oh, the perspective is it's incredible. It is. Any time people decide they want to bring down the barriers within people. Of course, there's many, many more walls, by the way, that also have to be broken down. Not just between North Korea and South Korea, but between religions, between rich and the poor, between... Do you have any idea how many walls we have created? And it's dividing the world up. But at the same time, whenever, whenever somebody takes that step that says, let's bring down this wall, let's bring down this barrier, let's, let's get together. It's always profound. It's always profound. But mind you, it is human beings who put up that wall. And it is human beings that are taking down that wall. And my question still remains, why so long? Exactly. This is the right question. It, it doesn't take away the importance of what is happening. I think it's still incredible. It's incredibly profound. I think it's fantastic. I think we should all celebrate. And it's really worth celebrating. Even though I have not ever been to Korea, that's one of the places I haven't been to. But at the same time, I have to ask the question, why so long? Mm -hmm. And what about the other? All, the, all these divides, the chasms that we have created. So that's, that's... Because the thing is, we can take down these walls. It, we really can. We really can. People don't have to suffer. People don't need to be hungry. People don't need to be hungry. I mean, look at India. They keep on building schools. So school after school after school after. There's so many schools. 
who's looking at the edu level of education? And unless the level of education is there, what, what good is it to build a building and call it a school? Because that's all they're doing is building a building and calling it a school. And this country called India has so much to offer, so much to offer. And my, my, and I don't have any problem saying this, of course I was born in India, so I'm exempt, I can say this. My first thing is, India, I know you want to shine the light for the whole world, but can you start with India first? <laughs> <laughs> Include India in shining that light. Don't exclude India in shining that light. You have great wisdom to share with the whole world, undoubtedly. But please, can you also share that wisdom with the citizens of India? Because they need that. They need this. Life outside those cities and in those cities is not easy. It is not easy. Everything is caught in politics. And people are just being grind down. But then again, when you look at that situation, it is true for the whole world. It is true for the whole world. You know, and, and these are the these are the issues that we are fighting, that we shouldn't be fighting. We should be we should be coming together. You know, it is going to be the us. In the 70s was the start of the Me Too generation. Me Too. It was all about me, 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 me. <laughs> me Too generation. And it is time to begin the Us generation. Where all of us. So not we. Not we. Not me, not we us, all of us on the planet Earth, come together. But from, I totally agree, but on the, the other side, relationships can be difficult and complicated sometimes, which brings me to my next question from the audience. Someone asks, when I meet or when I think of people who have hurt me a lot in the past, I feel resentful, all the pain comes back again. I don't want to feel like this. And I totally understand this guy. Can you help me to handle this situation? Yes, I can. Absolutely. Because all this that you have in you, what is it doing? It's holding you back. You want to move forward, it won't let you move forward. So whatever this person did to you, this person still controls you. Now, do you want to continue to allow this person to control you? Or say, I am moving on my path. I am going forward. You don't need wings to fly. 
You only need to cut the bondage that holds you back. This is not about revenge. This is about your freedom. Is it also about living in the present and not thinking too much about the past and the future? But not letting the other person have the power to still hold you back. Just don't, don't, you know. I, I go and I do events in Sweden, in South Africa, where people have been hurt like you wouldn't believe. And when I tell them this, it was the first time somebody had told them because they had been told, forgive. They had been taught about forgiveness. And I said, sometimes you can't. When somebody has committed an act that is so heinous, you can't forgive. But there is one thing you can do. Don't allow them the control over your life. Cut the bondage and say, I am out of here. For me, for me, for a better tomorrow, for a better today, it's for me. It's about my freedom. And when they heard that, it was the first time somebody had said something that they could actually relate to. And they were so happy because it's like, yes, that's what has to happen. It's about my freedom. I want my freedom. You're not letting me have my freedom. I want my freedom. And I'm cutting this cord that holds me back. Which brings me directly to the next question from the audience, because everyone here in this room, me, you, everyone wants to have a happy life. But at my point of view, sometimes you have to invest a bit to get something beautiful out of it. And this man or woman uh, wrote, as in many people's life or in my life, I find that I can't take positive actions. I seem to be paralyzed by the fear of failure. Can you help me? Yes, of course. <laughs> Look, when you, you, all of you did something in your life that was remarkable. All of you. It was incredibly remarkable. And you separated fail and failure. You've all done it. You thought, you know, wow, it'd be great when he writes that book. I'd like to read that, right? But you've all done it. And that's what I'm going to write in my book. You've already all done it. Holding the mirror. See, holding the mirror. It's not a new formula. It's holding the mirror. That's what's important. So when did this happen? Well, this happened when you were learning how to walk. And you got up. And you fell down. Did you fail? Of course you fail. You would learn you, you wanted to walk and you couldn't walk and you went Bleh. Did you fail? Yes. Did you accept failure? No. You got up. You tried again. And you took that one step. And then you fell down. Did you fail? Yes. 
Did you accept failure? No. You, in your little wisdom, <laughs> separated fail from failure. And guess what you did? You accomplished the impossible. Your legs were not strong <laughs> enough to hold you. You got them in shape. Keep trying, keep trying, separating fail from failure till one day you could just do. And when you did that, do you know what you did? You unlocked the whole world for yourself. Now you could go wherever you wanted to go. And from the best thing about it is women can do it also on high heels. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine, and nobody else could help you. Giving you instructions would have been, you didn't understand. Left, left, left. No, no, right, right. No, just that left. It wouldn't have made any sense. You don't understand those instructions. You did this all by yourself. You didn't read a book. You didn't go to a seminar. <laughs> You know, you didn't go chasing Premravad down. We got, I gotta go learn how to walk. I gotta find out how to do this. No, you did this on your own. And the level of wisdom you exhibited during that process was phenomenal. Phenomenal. If you could only exhibit the same level of wisdom today you'd be on top of the game. Because we accept failure without failing. Means we haven't even tried anything yet. <laughs> and it's just in our head. If I go and I ask that person, if I can have that, they will say no. Ah, I'm not even going to try. We, 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 you know, this is what's so important. Separating the fail and the failure. Mm -hmm. So, you're also helping us by telling stories. So, why is storytelling a way for for us to learn to live a better, a happier life? Formulas we will forget. Stories are easy to remember. Makes sense. Got it. <laughs> as simple as, can, as it can be, yeah. yeah. So, in your stories, you're distilling down the essence of what's most important about life in the simplest way possible. So, can we, can we resume it a bit? Why are you using this way of talking to people? Because... Look, it, I mean, there have been times when I've actually spoken for over an hour and never told a story. <laughs> so I can do it both ways. But I know when I am talking to 400,000 people and I start telling a story, guess what? There's pin drop silence. 
there is pin drops out. Everybody's like, <gasps> and I asked them, I said, do you want to hear a story? Oh, yes, we want to hear a story. <laughs> then after I tell the story, it's like, do you like that story? You know, it's a very similar story to, to, to the, uh, the archer is the story of there's a, there's a group of uh, Indians and one day they have a camp set up and a little boy comes to the chief and says, chief, I have a question. He says, what? He says, my question is, why are some people good some of the time and the same people who are good some of the time are bad other times. So it's the same people, they're good some of the time, and the same people who are good some of the time are bad the other time. And so the chief said, that is because we have two wolves inside of us fighting. A good wolf and a bad wolf. So the boy thought about it for a little while and said, Chief, which wolf wins? And the chief said, the one you feed. <laughs> See, easy to remember that one, right? <laughs> The one you feed. So what are the formulas that we like to apply? Don't feed the bad wolf. <laughs> good points. Right? What, what, how will that help the good wolf? <laughs> this is our attitude, you know. Let's punish the bad wolf. We won't feed the bad wolf. But how is that going to help the good wolf? It's not going to help the good wolf. The only way to help the good wolf is feed the good wolf. And you feed the good wolf, the good wolf gets stronger and the good wolf will win. <laughs> same thing, same message. When you get angry, you're feeding the bad yeah. So the question becomes, I mean, look, let me not, I mean, keep saying the word anger, anger. That doesn't mean that I don't get angry. I do. It's not like I've become a vegetable. <laughs> and, you know, you can just come and go, yeah, and then I'll go, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm still dynamic. I still love and hate things. When I get angry, and he, this is the beautiful power of the stories, something reminds you and you go, hmm, did you have to get angry? Did you have to? And if the answer is no, then you're one step better prepared. Maybe I don't need to. I don't need to get angry. And of course, the idea isn't to become a vegetable. Like, 
the idea is not to become a noodle, you know, it's like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> no, you, there will be things you will like, there will be things you won't like. But the day you start to understand this anger and say, let me be angry about being angry. <laughs> let me take the hate I have and hate the hate with it. It's all about being positive. No, no, it's impossible to be positive. <laughs> it's impossible to be positive. Impossible. That's why so many people fail at it. <laughs> you know, this is why so many people fail at it. Because really, you're in an airplane. You just had a decompression. The plane is going down. You see the wing come off. You see both engines go on fire. Be positive. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not possible. You know, it's not. So the thing is, it it's is a good not. Point, I mean. <laughs> it's a, but the point, no, I'm just being practical. <laughs> you know, it, it, the point is, it, it, it's exactly the thing. You know, you, you were cooking your dinner. And you went to do something and now everything is burnt and this is the only food and it's Sunday and you know you can't go anywhere to get anything and it's like, be positive. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you go and you have bought a nice stereo system and you've hooked it up and you've come home and your cat got hold of the speakers and shredded them to pieces. I mean, be positive. It's going to be hard to be positive. Got it. <laughs> so, so, be realistic. Be realistic. Instead of being positive, be realistic. What can I do to improve not... Uh, this is the problem. People want to improve the world, but not themselves. You see, And when these things come back as laws, when you start to make a book and you start to put laws in it, it's like, do this, do this, do this. You know what the problem with law is? There are two things, custom and law. Custom, we accept. We do. Not a problem. Law is for other people, not for me. So when I'm driving on the road, I'm driving faster, the guy ahead of me is driving speed limit, he should get out. Law is not for me, it's for everybody else, and everybody else should be following it and, and be good citizens. But of course I have every, you know, but this is how it is with law and the customs is about the traditions. One begins from culture and the other one comes from cities. The culture part is old and it comes from agriculture when we started to grow things and do things. The, the, the whole law business comes from civilization, which is cities. This is where we need it. This is where we need the laws to get along with each other. And of course, you know, do I have a problem? No. Does everybody else have a problem? Yes. That's our formula. When we start to take a look at ourselves, and this is very, very important for those people who are incarcerated in prisons. 
Because when they come into that prison, they're blaming everybody else. Who should be changed? The warden, the cops, the family, the lawyers, the judge. Should they? No, they're fine, they're perfect. But the day they start looking at themselves, something very profound happens. This is very beautiful what happens. The day they start looking at themselves, they realize an incredible amount of empowerment because they realize they can't change the judge, they can't change the warden, they can't change the guard, they can't change the legal justice system. In the end, you have to understand who you are. Exactly, because you can change yourself and it's easy. And that's, that's when they realize their power. And they light up, they become happy. Thank you so much, Prem. I'm afraid we are at the end of this show. And even if we could run it, if it would be my show, then I would do it for another two hours. But um, last but not least, I would like uh, to talk about the beauty of simplicity because your new book is as simple as it can be. It's simple like water, simple like breathing. It's simple like... The You're council. starting to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> It this is. is very good. <laughs> so it's simple like the council of one of the most brilliant minds in the world has ever known. And it was Albert Einstein who said once, everything should be as simple as possible, but please no simpler. <laughs> Thank you so much for teaching us the beauty of peace and being thankful in life. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank everyone for coming. And um, especially our virtual audience that is also watching with us around the world. So thank you very much and good night. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, courtesy of the Timeless Today app. If you want to learn more about what Prem Rao talks about, he offers a practical online course called Peak to help you understand and experience personal peace. Go to premrao.com, that's R-A-W-A-T, and click on Peak. Prem's book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World, published by HarperCollins, is now available. For further information, go to hearyourselfbook.com. If you have any questions for Prem Rao about his new book or Life's Essentials podcast, please email us at lifeessentialswithpremrao at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.